You know, I was wondering. What's that? How do podcasts do it? Do what? Like, survive, you know? What are you talking about? Well, how do they make their money? Well, one of the best ways is through sponsorships. Aren't those hard to get? Like, what about the little guys who just started? Well, usually, yes, but with Podcorn, even small podcasts have the ability to receive sponsorships. With Podcorn, podcasts of any size can choose their opportunities, set their own rates, and reach out to brands directly. It really is an amazing site. Huh. I never knew. Well, why aren't you using it, then? Oh, I am. Being a small podcast myself, it has given me opportunities I never thought I would get. I mean, even this conversation is just a part of the sponsorship. What? You mean... That's right. So, what you're telling me is... That if you're a podcast looking for sponsorships, go to podcorn.com and check out Podcorn today. Link is in the description. That's not where I was... And now, enjoy the podcast. Welcome back to On The Spot Thought. Um, I'm here with my parents today, Ben Bailey and Kim Bailey. Um, Greetings. Yes. <laughs> Greetings. Yes. Uh, before we get started, you want to introduce yourselves and your voices accordingly? I am Ben Bailey. Okay, cool. I am Kim Bailey. Mm-hmm. Kim is my mother. Ben is my father. Thanks for the clarification. Um, yes. <laughs> can be confusing at times. <laughs> um, today we're doing a pretty standard topic for the guests of the show, just talking about parenting. I'm, uh, the specific topic is becoming a parent. All right. So uh, just kind of, kind of that good old path. Mm-hmm. So you could talk to your son about how life was going into parenthood. I know Calvin came before me, but I was here too. So <laughs> you guys came very quickly. <laughs> <clears throat> so I guess I guess starting off, um, you know, newly married couple living living life, living large, um, and then and then first child comes along the way. How did how did life change from that point onwards? I would say it changed fairly drastically, but not um, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. So um, I had a few months to prepare. We right? had yeah, we had a few months to prepare. Um, I transitioned to working from the home instead of working out of the house. So mm-hmm. did a job. Um, <clears throat> I was doing kind of a corporate relations job at the time, and so they put an office in the home, um, and I would do that while um, he was napping. So. Um, but when you came along, I chose not to do anything so I could fully focus on you guys. You were more work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Special people require special attention. That's right. So, That's right. Uh, but it was a sacrifice we had chosen yes. to make, and mm-hmm. we um, are glad we did it. Mm-hmm. It's really paid off. We had prepared for that really from the day we got married. You know, just from a financial standpoint, we we chose to live off of my salary and save hers so that she could stay home with you guys if she wanted mm-hmm. to. So so that worked. So financially, the transition was not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as just us with kids, I mean, we loved it. So I mean, mm-hmm. it, while it was a big transition, it didn't feel like a terribly big transition. Yeah, you guys were great babies. We enjoyed you. We tried our best. <laughs> when did when would you say that planning phase kind of started? Like be closer to marriage or closer to the birth or mm-hmm. day of the birth? You're like, okay, we're gonna do all, all the above. The, ah, uh-huh. uh, I would say um, <laughs> one of uh, so I'm a therapist. I have mm-hmm. a couple right now who've been married about four or five years, and one wants children and one does not, and they mm-hmm. did not think that through before marriage. So um, I know in our premarital counseling, um, that was something that's important to discuss, but we had discussed, do you want children and how many do you want, knowing that things change, but are we even in the same ballpark? Like some might want 10 children and one doesn't want any, that's going to create some friction going into it. But in our premarital, we had both um, stated we wanted children um, and we had kind of decided we had wanted anywhere from three to four. Um, so we had discussed that in our premarital, um, which made it easier once we were married. Um, but we had similar yeah. thoughts on that. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mentioned earlier financially we, we were preparing for yeah. the first day of marriage. I mean, just 
for that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and we knew we wanted to have kids. And, um, we figured they'd be pretty cool coming from us. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Passing along the old genes. Yeah. Um, yeah. How would you say your everyday life changed after kids came along? Obviously, you expect it to change in some way, shape, mm-hmm. or form. Um, your focuses on your everyday life change as well. Um, how specifically would you say that that changed? I would say it changed substantially. I think one of the biggest things um, that changed for for me, I think maybe for us as well, um, is you think uh, we have a tendency. I thought I was a patient person, and I thought I was not a very selfish person. And um, you realize quickly when you have children that maybe you're not as patient or as unselfish as you had originally thought. Um, so it's very... Um, stretching in good ways um but very eye-opening as well it demands a lot of patience and and sacrifice to do it well i believe i experienced a lot more spit up and changing diapers (laughs) Mm -hmm. and all that good stuff so it was it was just fun to have you guys around and um raise you and do it together as a couple was i don't know it was so yeah, I mean, it changed a lot. I mean, rather than just coming home and you know working on a house or watching TV, I came home and played with kids and you know gave my wife a break, and mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which I very much appreciate. Oftentimes, I came in the door to your kid is ready for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> my kid. Uh, what would you say? Um, you recognized about yourself in having kids, you know, like uh, when you um, you say you see yourself in kids, and that also <laughs> translates to the negative qualities as well. And oftentimes, even when I see negative qualities in someone else that matches the negative qualities in me, I'm like, that's really annoying. And then I'm like, well, I, I do the same thing, <laughs> which kind of makes you think introspectively. But Yeah, well, we've always told you guys to try and take on our better right. qualities mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than picking up our negative ones. Mm-hmm. Um, You've not always listened. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. Um, I, I would say if if you're self-reflective enough, um, you really get to see some of your habits play out in your children. They're like little yous. Um, they're very reflective of your um, habits and character traits and whatnot. And so uh, it can really be eye-opening on the things that you need to work on. Mm-hmm. It can be a very good experience in to say, oh, yeah, I can see why that's frustrating to people. Or, mm-hmm. or oh, I need to change so I'm not an example to them to do the things I don't want. On the other hand, when you see them doing something that's good or neutral, mm-hmm. that's like you, it makes you feel kind of proud. So mm-hmm. that's, my, that's my kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. <clears throat> I would say, I would say just overall it brought a lot of joy Mm -hmm. just watching you uh, boys grow and learn and um, develop it it was just it it was a a joyful experience overall absolutely there were frustrating moments Mm -hmm. but um, overall you guys are just a joy to to watch in what ways would you say your marriage grew through having children oh it got way worse I can tell it's just going downhill yeah, yeah, ever just, since. Just a spot down the spot. Well, I, I would say um, we are, your dad and I are such opposites. Um, on a personality scale, we're, on, we're in uh, different quadrants for sure. Um, and uh, But we also discovered that a, the healthy is somewhere between us. Um, so I would say it, it really helped our marriage in the sense of, once we learned to balance each other's strengths and weaknesses and, and lean toward the strengths of the other rather than um, fighting against one another, I would say it really improved our marriage. The, mm-hmm. the process of getting there was probably mm-hmm. yeah. um, a challenging one, but, <clears throat> but I feel like it was really good. Yeah, I mean, it's good to be able to see in our kids our own traits and our spouse's traits and mm-hmm. see the pros and cons of those and how to respond to them. And I mean, so yeah, I mean, I know for me, one of the, one of the things I learned kind of back to the previous question is, um, I'm 
more patient, I think, than I was. Mm-hmm. Um, because with kids, you have to be more patient. Um, and you have to pay attention to what they're doing and why they're doing it, um, which actually translates into how to um, do that with adults in your workplace, in your neighborhood, that sort of thing. I mean, all that stuff sort of translates. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I've seen times with coworkers where I'm just like, right, that's like my kid when they were nine. Um, and you just, you see it mm-hmm. and how, how that all works together. So, I mean, for me, it helped, it helped I think, helped me become a better person and more understanding of other people and, and more aware of looking for why things are going, going the way they are and how to, how to respond or react to that in a way that's not reactionary. Mm-hmm. I think of um, having all boys, I think of um, <laughs> as a mom watching you guys want to wrestle and when you'd have the whole cans and wanted to just pound on each other. Um, it uh, was really helpful to realize that boys are boys, but finding that healthy balance of what is, where's the line on when are, when do we need to stop it and when do we need to let it go on? And um, I feel like that was a good um, opportunity for your dad and I to kind of find some lines on that. Because mm-hmm. yep. his, where he would think the line was would be different than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we'd have to have some conversations about that. I remember your mom asking in the middle of wrestling matches between you and your brothers, um, is that okay? And I'd say, yeah, it's okay. They need to they need to wrestle. And then she'd say, will they get hurt? And I said, probably. And then they'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> Which as a mom, it's hard <laughs> to let go on. Um, but I feel like we found... Not the perfect balance, but I would say a healthy balance. In well, the line we we would always draw was, we could tell when you guys had switched from this is fun to I'm angry. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when we stopped it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, If you're not releasing anger, you're just... Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of people say that as people grow older together, they start to look closer like each other. <laughs> um, what do you think most contributes to that? Do you think it's actually a... A physical connection of them actually looking like each other or just their personalities have grown closer to one another's that you can kind of see um, kind of mentally picturing themselves as closer together well I think that I think that more so happens if you respect your spouse mm-hmm. um, because if you respect your spouse then you see their their positive attributes that you don't have and you want to become more like that and so you grow in those areas and vice versa they do the same thing and so the reality is if you have a mutual respect and and love and admiration for each other then over time you are going to pick up some of their traits um, and they are going to pick up some of your traits and the irony then is that you begin to look more like each other Mm -hmm. not physically but it just um, in the way you respond the way you think um, you are more similar than you used to be mm-hmm. um, just from that daily interaction with each other over the years. Yeah, I would agree. I would just summarize that to say that um, an actor or um, a comedian <laughs> um, just take on the mannerisms of a person to reflect them. And I think that, again, I would agree, the respect piece, you're going to pick up more on those mannerisms. Mm-hmm. Um, so it experientially gives the same appearance. I know that um, with my sisters, uh, we have some physical similarities of features, but people talk about how we're twins, that we look like twins. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We do not even come close to looking like twins, Um, but we do share some very strong similar Mm -hmm. (laughs) mannerisms, which then makes us um, appear to look more like. Yeah, I know with my older brother, I was sitting down that's all I was doing. I was just sitting down. And someone looked at me and they're like, you, you're sitting exactly like Calvin's sitting. I'm, I'm, I'm literally just I'm sitting normally. This is how regular people sit down. <laughs> like, it's just like Calvin. And I'm like, it's not. But I appreciate the thought. But, yep. Um, so that can be entertaining. 
Are there any uh, annoying characteristics that you saw before marriage or kind of early marriage that you have, have grown to be endearing to you? Mm. <laughs> I don't know about endearing. Are you trying to get us in trouble? <laughs> I'm just asking questions here. Yes. Um, <laughs> I would say if you had asked us that 10, 15 years ago, it would have probably created an argument. Um, it, it helps that you asked it 25 years in. Um, I would say for me, um, there are characteristics that are frustrating or annoying um, because no one's perfect and everyone has their um, weaknesses. But one of the things that for our marriage that's been really helpful is that although we don't completely overcome some of those, um, I feel like we've both, hopefully I've demonstrated that as well, but your dad has definitely made efforts to improve those. Mm -hmm. And so um, they're at such a minor level now, it's easy to overlook and Mm -hmm. not be annoyed by it Mm -hmm. because there's been work done on it. Um, uh, And I... it's kind of like gymnastics. People think that none of us drift into healthy um, relationship. Mm-hmm. We all drift toward unhealthy. I don't drift toward eating carrots and salad, but I, if I want to be healthy physically, I have to be very intentional and disciplined. And So it's the same with relationship, um, just really trying to work hard on some of those things, um, make the relationship healthier. Mm-hmm. It just does not happen. Mm-hmm. Unless you're trying. Your mother's perfect, so there wasn't really, <laughs> weren't really any issues. He's I mean, looking for brownie points here. Whatever I can get. So I was I was reading a book, and I wish I could quote exactly who wrote it, but I had forgotten. Um, but he was talking about how in society nowadays you see a lot of people in early relationships that will overlook the negative and annoying qualities mm-hmm. in the person they're with. But when it comes to marriage, they no longer overlook those uh those things. Um, how do you think that that played a role in your early relationship? Mm. Well, I feel like we were a little abnormal going into this. I think we we kind of just hit those head on mm-hmm. during our dating. Um, I know I was saying something on one of our first dates, and <laughs> your mom sat me down and said, "I'm not having any of this." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, and she was right. You know, she was right. Um, but so in a lot of ways, I, mean, I think we kind of went in with our eyes a little, a little more open than some people, and you know I, I'm kind of a very practical guy who is like I'm not gonna, I don't want to marry someone that I'm gonna regret, mm-hmm. um, and so I'd rather get all this out out now. Um, and your mother had gone through some relationships that weren't that great, and she wasn't that committed to getting married unless you found the right guy and mm-hmm. so she just laid it out there and said hey we're gonna we're gonna talk about this stuff mm-hmm. um so in a lot of ways i think for us that was really helpful in that we didn't go into marriage with you know these starry rose-colored glasses that you know everything's perfect and, mm-hmm. and then realized they weren't and i think we kind of knew what we were getting into for the most part mm-hmm. yeah. you obviously can't know what you're getting into until you get into it mm-hmm. um I, I would say people are always telling you who they are. You just need to always listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes, yeah, some people, um, women have tend to have certain kinds of goggles they put on. Men have tend to have certain kind of goggles <laughs> they put on that distorts their um, decision-making. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> I think that if you are um, just listening and being honest with yourself and others, um, I do think it does tend to set you up for failure. There, There's also a flip of that, is that the things you like most about them can start to annoy you mm-hmm. in marriage. So, um, so one of the things I really liked about your dad was his capacity to, to really have a logical thought process and really um, mm-hmm. want to get to the truth of the matter and his passion for that. Um, but that could be frustrating mm-hmm. <laughs> at times when I ask him, do I look fat in this dress? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I never said yes. He did not. But, um, but I, it, I did not enthusiastically there, say no. <laughs> there, was, a little bit. there was some pauses. Um, and on the flip of that, um, I think your dad really appreciated my socialness, but that um, could also have some downside. So I think it just 
really comes down to how how well do you do it having those hard conversations and mm-hmm. and how well are you able to kind of work through those are you able to have um, honest conversations about that and um, but like I could deny um, that I'm could I, I could deny I'm overweight mm-hmm. <laughs> or that's not going to make me any healthier mm-hmm. um, or I can go yeah I probably should lose a few pounds I'm not unhealthy mm-hmm. um, uh, but the more we just own it acknowledge it it just goes better. If you're in denial in relationships, it really sets you up for failure. Mm-hmm. It's a good chance seven to 15 years in, it's not going to be pretty. You don't want to jab the insecurities, but you don't want to just allow whatever negative thing is about to just fester there. Yep. Yeah. Now, if we had spent our entire dating relationship picking on each other's things we didn't like mm-hmm. about each other, that would never have gone anywhere. Mm-hmm. But... That's one, not what we did. Yeah, one of the rules we made in our marriage is <laughs> one at a time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that we need to have these hard conversations, but we're going to address one thing at a time and not plow each other with all 20,000 things we think needs to be changed. We're going to pick the one that we're going to get the biggest bang for our buck and let's let's mm-hmm. work on it. That way it allows them to, to work on that and not just drown. And- yes, Sadness. I must really be terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Which is an easier thought for people to get to these days, it seems. Yeah. Like. yeah um, that's true. So on a more light light topic, um, what, what were some fun dates that you went on before marriage, and what are some fun dates that you've gone on after marriage, and how have those changed? Hmm. Good question. Do you want to go first, or you want me to? Go ahead. What fun dates do we have before marriage? Um, I... Um, <clears throat> I really enjoyed the dates that your dad took me on before marriage. I would say they were, I guess it makes sense since I married him, but uh, they were some of the best dates I'd ever been on. Um, (laughs) 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 Uh, But he um, really played into my passions. So um, I have a real heart for Latin America. I uh, studied down there. Um, as a student abroad and um, so he took me to some authentic Mexican restaurants um, uh, which was really special to me Um, and then we just had fun it wasn't your traditional dates we would go play tennis or go play pool or putt-putt or we just did um, a variety of things that it just never was the same thing over and over it was just always something fun Um, I would say Since then, I, I would say it still plays out. It just um, is slowed down by time and finances. But um, one of the things we did when you guys were little is we took ballroom dance classes. <laughs> and um, and I loved that. It was just something different, something fun. Um, and looking forward to uh, doing some travel mm-hmm. um, once your brother graduates. Mm-hmm. He's almost out of that. I know. <laughs> almost got rid of him. <laughs> so what about you? Uh, I would agree with your mother. Oh, wow. Man doesn't have. I mean, I wanted to hear, uh, particularly I wanted to hear about the before mm-hmm. marriage because since I planned most of those dates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think things changed after kids, obviously. You know, after marriage is one thing. Um, but but after kids, it gets a little more complicated because we spend most of our time with our kids. Um, but we did early on when you guys were young, had a little babysitting co-op with a couple of other couples mm-hmm. so that, um, you know, one couple would watch all the kids and two couples would get a date night and mm-hmm. kind of rotated through that. And that was fun. And we got mm-hmm. to do some, some different things that way. And, mm-hmm. um, you remember the Goodwill date? <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> we went out with... what four or five couples yeah and we had like five dollars to spend i think at the goodwill store to find an outfit mm-hmm. to wear that we then went out to a local restaurant to eat mm-hmm. in our outfit mm-hmm. <laughs> which is fun you know, yeah working all, all of our faces hurt by the end of the night because we were laughing most of the night <laughs> yeah it <laughs> was a good time <laughs> so we've ha- have had some some good dates after after marriage after kids um they're fewer and farther between just because mm-hmm. a lot most of our time is spent 
going to sporting events for the kids and mm-hmm. um, school events and activities and that sort of thing, which we we have absolutely enjoyed all, all that too. Mm-hmm. So, yep. What's one of the biggest rewards that you've had through having children, mm. Mm. such as myself? <laughs> I'm a child. Rewards. Huh? <laughs> Switch the question around. Gosh, I, I would say there's so many. Um, it is an absolute joy watching to see what wonderful men you all have grown up to be. Um, we're so proud of all of you and um, just the men you've become, just the humans you've become, um, the, the kind, compassionate, hardworking, ethical, um, <clears throat> all of those things. So that is just fun to watch. Um, I think for me personally, my, my whole life, I think I've mentioned this before, but my as being a trauma specialist, therapist I deal with a lot of drama so a lot of pretty significant issues going on and it's such a um, peaceful haven to come home to you boys and um, your kindness and respectfulness and um, lack of drama lack of drama (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. it's it's been really uh, a blessing for sure um I would say also there's just um, an encouragement to me. The blessing is just um, the encouragement of seeing the positive impact you guys are having in your current worlds, um, current spheres of influence, and moving forward. It's just exciting. It's just a blessing to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I think I, I've really enjoyed watching you guys grow up and see your interests blossom and mm. your uh, relationships grow and um, your personalities come out and the things you get engaged in and involved in and the people you know and the things you do and um, it's just it's fun as a parent to yeah. see at least I mean we, we raised you guys to to grow up and be responsible and go out on your own and, and do something and it's fun to see you do that it's a little sad to see you leave mm. Um, but it is fun to see you guys becoming the men that God intended you to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so yeah, I think that's, for me, that's probably the most rewarding thing is seeing you guys turn out well, um, seeing you grow in your faith, um, seeing you have good interaction with people, um, and just seeing your personalities come out and develop. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun. Yeah. I would just... Not this isn't really on task, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> I would add to that is that there was a lot of intentionality on our parenting. I mean, your mm-hmm. dad and I would sit down and come up with goals for each of you that, okay, we need to really make sure we're working on this with Calvin, with this on Dawson, and with this on Hudson. Um, it wasn't just... Unique to your personalities mm-hmm. and your experiences. Yeah. It wasn't just, again, happenstance. Um, mm-hmm. There yeah. was a lot of intentionality Put into yeah, we didn't just sit back and wait for it to see what was going to happen. We mm-hmm. were intentional about what we talked with you about, experiences we had, and um, ways we tried to steer you to respond to the situations that you were being exposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, but the blessing of that is just seeing the fruit of those prayers and those efforts is just um, really a blessing. What would you say is one of the more difficult things for parenting three boys growing up? One of the more difficult things to just teach them or just to keep them under control? Or what was the, uh, one of the more difficult parenting styles there? Hmm. Keep you from hurting each other, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that you all grow up alive and not maimed. Um, I think the biggest one for me was... Um, getting you guys to grow up in a way that you liked each other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because there there was a time when I was wondering if you guys would reach adulthood and actually ever interact mm-hmm. um, just because you know boys have a tendency to get a little more aggressive and we all go through kind of a self-centered stage and hopefully most of us will grow out of that mm-hmm. but not everyone does mm-hmm. um, 
But there were times when I thought, I don't know if they're going to even like each other when they're mm-hmm. out. And some of our intentionality was trying to make sure that you had opportunities to grow in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been exciting to see that you guys all get, seem to get along really well mm-hmm. and actually enjoy being together. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a concern for a while. Yeah, just to piggyback off of that, I would say one of the things that um, one of the things we were really intentional about, and I think you probably remember us doing this, is um, you all three are more engineerish, um, <laughs> and so just pushing you toward relationship and mm-hmm. um, saying things like, if your game is more important than your relationship with your brother, the game gets put away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So just really trying to teach the importance of relational skills and relationship Mm -hmm. uh, with boys in general and um, then in addition. And not allow you to become those quiet, introverted people who never interact with people. Mm -hmm. Because life is so much more rich with people. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if you are a a nerdy engineer, like myself, um, What you realize when you engage with people is life is much richer. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be the life of the party, um, but if you can engage with people in a healthy way and, and find good friendships, and I mean, that just makes your life much more well-rounded and you don't become one of those people who goes to work and goes and plays video games in their basement mm-hmm. and then goes to work and then goes and plays video games in their basement mm-hmm. and, and doesn't do anything. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's kind of a sad existence. Yeah, I would say that's probably what I worked was the hardest work for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it it did feel as far as a learning perspective of all of that, it did feel like a, a pretty long arc before any mm-hmm. of that came into yes. actual play. It was yes, it like I think I think I started seeing a, a, a few fruits of that around like junior senior high school. Yes, it was and a then, long game. And then I, <laughs> we played the long game. Yeah, yeah the long game. <laughs> did happen and it's been rewarding it's just it's just taken a lot more time and then there's uh, right now it's kind of like honing it to where i'm not relying on some of the things i had to use to get there right Um, Right. but it has been good well hopefully you appreciate that we did put that work in. yes yes there's appreciation there i think i think it's good for children to appreciate and respect their parents which is is hard depending on how this parenting style is and how they grow up and the environment they're in as well yeah. Um, if they have a negative environment to go along with the parenting, sometimes it's hard to. Sure. Yeah. Agreed. That, but. Agreed. Um, so bouncing back, Dad, you had said that you planned most of your uh, your dates prior to marriage. <laughs> um, women want to be pursued by the men, but at the same time, men want to know that the women appreciate them, and so they want some some activation from the women every once in a while for some feedback, some affirmation. Uh, mm-hmm. Where. Uh, where do you feel you found that balance or how should one find that balance of having that to where the guy's like, if I stopped, would they even I knew respond? that I'd write a book and be a millionaire. <laughs> yes. um, the reality is every relationship is different uh-huh. you know, because the personalities are different. The backgrounds are different. Um, I know for me, you know, I'd spent a lot of years thinking about great dates, um, partially because I did, didn't have a lot of dates. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of time to think about mm-hmm. dates. Um, and so when I met your mom and I was super excited about her, um, um, it was a great opportunity for me to put into practice some of the stuff I've been thinking about for years and years and years. Um, so in that sense, well, and the other part of that was I was kind of so head over heels for your mom that, um, you know, I was all over it. I was going to make this happen mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're gonna go out I'm gonna come up with good dates so that she'll like me and you know <laughs> um, so I was kind of driven by that mm-hmm. um, I wanted her to like me mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but your mom is also very verbal you probably have noticed that mm-hmm. really? um, <laughs> shocking I know uh-huh. um, and so I got pretty direct f- feedback from her mm-hmm. fairly quickly um, but like I said earlier I mean every relationship is gonna be different you're right I think in general, um, most women do want to be pursued. They mm-hmm. want to feel like they're important, that they're you know, desired, um, and we need to do that as men. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to kind of take the lead and say, "No, I, I I'm very interested in you. I, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to show that by the effort I put into this." Mm-hmm. Um, and for the women, I mean, I think it's, you know, you know, I may step on some toes here, but. Um, 
you can edit that out if it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. But I think um, feedback is good. Uh, where you have to be careful is not to control the situation. Um, because I think if you control the situation too much, as, a, as the, the woman in this mix, um, if you do end up getting married, you will end up disappointed that your husband doesn't, doesn't take the lead in some things and seems to be just kind of wishy-washy. Um, and it will maybe possibly be because you set that, that pattern in your dating relationship. So, I, I will, I'll, I'll take it back a step and then go into it. A foundational relational skill is being available and responsive. So if the female is not available and responsive, meaning she's not putting herself in a place that there's time, you can spend time together, or mm -hmm. if the male's doing that, right? But available and responsive is she's not being responsive. If you're initiating and she's not responsive to that, mm -hmm. then that's not a good relational foundation. So, um, so if you are asking and that you're getting um, not good responses and you're not getting good availability, then that's not a good relational skill. That's not a good foundation to set the relationship on. Mm -hmm. um, I would also say effort. Um, so men would use the term pursue. Um, I would tweak that and say effort if you're putting effort into it, but you should see effort on both sides. Mm -hmm. um, so if, so let's say if your dad called and said, hey, can we go out Tuesday night? And I was like, no. Um, if I just go, nope, and leave it, that's not very available and responsive. Mm -hmm. But if I say, no, but I, gosh, I could do Thursday or Friday, that's available and responsive. That that's me putting effort into it. That's me responding, um, and so where I think people they they find these extremes of someone should do all the effort, and someone can, uh, and that's just doesn't work out relationally. It has to be kind of a give and take. Um, but I'll add to that of women for a relationship to work have to be able to respect their partner. Um, and so if the man is not making efforts of initiating and planning and doing those things, she'll never respect him, which again, will never set a good foundation for the relationship. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. But again, if the female is not being available or responsive to those efforts, that is a bad precedent. That's run away. <laughs> yes, I would say run away. Now there's a, she could be indecisive, mm -hmm. but then she needs to be honest about that. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not sure what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. Passing on to kind of a new, a new side of the topic. Um, how would you feel texting has integrated its way into your marriage? Seeing as I don't believe it was fairly present in the dating life. Non-existent. Um, <laughs> yeah. And Text, what's that? You're still on and, dial phones. Yeah. And uh, so, so how has it integrated itself into your marriage? And then how do you feel it is affecting current day relationships, especially early on? I would say we only use texting for um, <clears throat> logistics. Mm -hmm. Like, can you pick up... You data know, transfer. Yeah, it's data <laughs> transfer. Um, you cannot use written communication in the form it's in for some of these harder things, it tends to go south really quickly because you're not getting all those verbal um, feedback or of tone of voice, tone of voice body language, some of those things. And so the conversation can go south really quickly as people load meaning onto words that might not have been there. Which they already do in verbal conversations. Which they already, I was going to yes, they already do it in verbal. Ratchet it to a higher level. And then, so the chances go up higher. So we keep um, those means of communication to just logistics. Um, hard conversations are always done face-to-face. Outside of the hard conversations and the logistics, like when are you getting here, um, what would you say are some positive usages of texting within uh, relationships? Well, I think one of the one of the advantages is you can have a quick response mm -hmm. in a situation where you may not have time to spend on the phone. Mm -hmm. So someone texts you and 
you're getting ready to walk into class, you don't have time to get on the phone and be there for 10 minutes, mm -hmm. but you can do a quick text response and explain you're going into class. Mm -hmm. um, so I mean, in that way, I think it allows um, more frequent interaction um, without leaving people wondering why aren't, why aren't they calling, or mm -hmm. why aren't they responding. Yeah, it can add to availability and responsiveness Mm -hmm. Right? Like, hey, I can get a hold of your dad quickly. He responds quickly. Right. Um, I know I do not, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, I would say you can use it for the neutral or the positive. You just can't use it for the negative. So mm -hmm. what I mean by that is neutral would be logistics or positive like, hey, love you. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to seeing you tonight, um, which we do a lot of that sure. as well. Um, miss you if one of us has been traveling a lot. Um, so you can absolutely use it for the positive. Um, yeah, why do you leave the milk on the counter? It's probably not something mm -hmm. you want to do on text. Yeah, you, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so I would say logistics or just building the relationship, but um, those harder conversations or um, things that you need to discuss, should it just does not seem to go well in those forms of communication. I know people today, just in general, are having a lot of conversations through text messages with people, and especially in newer, early relationships, the texting is extremely heavy, where it's like <laughs> almost consistent conversations through text messages. Um, where would you find that line to where you don't want to ignore texting conversations because that would make them feel like they're not important because you're not actually communicating with them, but also spending more adequate time on verbal conversations? Um, so not ignoring the main passage in which they communicate with people, but also respecting that you want to not focus on texting conversations. Should that I be assume this want. is for potential dating relationships or uh, yeah, early, or early stage or dating, like that. Yeah, not just friendship. Yeah, thing, yeah, actual and, dating relationships. Yeah. And what would your thoughts be on that? Assuming you were in a time where this would, well, I think my first thought would be just be honest mm -hmm. and say, you know, I know. We're these text conversations going on I would prefer especially since we're early in our relationship to have those conversations on the phone or in person just so that we don't ha have any misunderstandings mm -hmm. um, because of lack of being able to not hear your tone or see your face or see how you're responding um, I don't want us to have some misunderstandings so I would prefer to do this on the phone or face to face mm -hmm. um, and you know and I would I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, I would say absolutely early on in the relationship um, before you have a kind of a basic foundation of understanding of who each other is. And um, rather, it's easier early in a relationship, it's easier to load meaning onto words than later in a relationship. Mm -hmm. We always do it, mm -hmm. um, but we're most guilty of it early in the relationship a lot of times. Um, uh, there's a phase of that but um, so I would early on until you've got kind of a foundation established of okay I have a general idea of how you communicate so then I can um, understand what you're trying to say I think I would agree with your dad I think it's important to to really be intentional to get those face-to-face -face and not do a lot of it by text so mm -hmm. Ideally, it's face-to-face. -face. Um, next would be by phone, because mm -hmm. uh, you can still hear tone. Mm -hmm. um, I would say texting would be kind of, texting or email or anything like that would be more a latter result. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes you just have to, um, but sure. you always want to move it toward those. I know your dad and I, we did a lot of phone conversations before we ever went out on our first date. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we lived on complete opposite ends of the metro, and. Had, had just met and um, I wanted to get to know her before we <clears throat> did yeah. something as far as dating or that sort of thing and see whether she was someone I really wanted to date and I think she was the same way and we spent what, probably every night of the week for a week or something having mm -hmm. long significant conversations on the phone. Mm -hmm. Ideally it would have been better face to face but it wasn't practical. Um, and I would say just because everyone's doing it doesn't make it the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. um, this is like a lot of people eat at McDonald's. It doesn't mean <laughs> that's the best way to do it. <laughs> so um, 
so just because everyone's doing it doesn't mean it's the best way or the healthiest way. Um, yes, it can be very convenient, but again, having those harder conversations without any kind of, 80% of communication is body language and tone. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're only doing written, um, it's a tiny fraction of it. The, the probability that there's going to be a miscommunication is 80%, mm-hmm. right? So. Um, so when you're face to face, the, that statistic goes way down. If you're on the phone, it goes down or it increases, but by written, it can increase. I'd like to give the example too of, you know, even from a work standpoint, um, clients that I know well, we do a lot of email communication at work and clients that I know well, um, they know that I tend to joke about things quite a bit. Um, and so I can say things in my email that they will find funny and understand Mm -hmm. Um, but if I don't know them that well I have to be careful not to do that like I normally would because they don't know if I'm joking or not Mm -hmm. they can't tell my tone they can't see my Mm -hmm. facial expressions Um, so I have to once I've established a long enough relationship with them um, then I can be a little looser in my communications Mm -hmm. um, but otherwise things can easily be misunderstood I would say the same is true of therapy clients, clients that I've just started seeing. I'll say we need to discuss that in session because they'll send me a bunch of emails and texts. Um, But clients I've been seeing for a while who I have a better understanding of and know that we can have um, better communication that way, we can do a little bit of that. But um, just initially, it's just always best to Mm -hmm. do as much face-to-face as you can. Kind of the, the last question I have for you. Um, what would you say would be your best piece of advice for people going into parenting or marriage or both? Pick one. <laughs> it's your choice. I'll give you options. Yeah. I think for me, I would, um, this is probably a th- more coming from my therapist mindset, but. Um, I would say there's find people who are trying to be better. So it's kind of like if I'm if I'm trying to lose weight, then I need to find other people who are trying to lose weight so that we can lose weight together. We can get healthy together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people some people are trying to get healthy relationally, emotionally, spiritually, any of the fingers of that that you want to consider Um, but the only way you can have healthy relationships is if you're trying to give have healthy relationships and the person you're in relationship with is trying Um, if they're not trying then they're drifting into unhealthy habits unhealthy um, patterns so I would say the number one thing is finding other people who are trying to do it well Um, if doesn't matter where they are on the health spectrum, they might have some good habits, but if they're not trying to continue to grow, it's gonna be a miserable experience. Um, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say, well, I'll address both parenting, and, or marriage and parenting. Um, I think one of the things for marriage, um, like for me at least, was um, I considered marriage to be a permanent situation. Um, and because of that, Um, when we had issues come up or we were not seeing eye to eye, for me, it was worth having the long, hard conversations. And there were many long and hard, mostly long, (laughs) um, but they were long, they were worth having because for me, it was either we're going to work this out and enjoy our marriage or we are going to be miserable for the rest of our lives. Mm Um, I didn't see that there's any out other than that. Mm-hmm. And so for, I think that was one key. I agree with what your mother said um, about finding other people to do it with you. That's critically important. Mm-hmm. Um, and learning from those who have gone ahead of you and have done it well. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely want to find those people and find out what you can, what you can find out and seek advice when, you, when you're going through struggles because... Uh, nobody's marriage was easy. Uh, if it was, they weren't paying attention. Um, <laughs> and when it comes to kids, raising kids, um, I'll, I'll address raising kids versus the marriage relationship within, 
within raising kids. But um, I think the key thing for me is, and mostly because you know the relational side is not my natural bent. The you mm-hmm. know, the detailed you know logical side is my natural bent. Um, one of the probably the best things I learned about raising kids was to address the heart and the motives and not the behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, you address the behavior, but you have to understand where it's coming from. Um, because, you know, I had, had this thought, I had this tendency to, um, you broke the rule, we're going to punish you. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than, why did you break the rule? What's going on here? You're probably still going to get punished, but we're going to mm-hmm. address address the heart behind this um, and the motivation behind it rather than just the behavior. Because mm-hmm. you can you can beat your kid into into behaving exactly how you want, but it, but they're going to resent it, and as soon as they get an opportunity, they're going to run off and, and defy you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it wouldn't even make any sense to do that. Um, but you know. That was kind of my mindset going into it. Was we we need to um, guarantee perfect behavior, mm-hmm. um, and getting beyond that and realizing no, it's all about the motivation, the heart behind it, the the know, why, the why, um, and addressing that. So yeah, that's my parenting advice. Nice. <laughs> um, I uh, I would say. Conflict reveals character. Um, so you don't want to create conflict in your relationships, but seeing how people manage conflicts in a relationship prior to making a marriage decision is huge. So if um, how they handle themselves, we all are going to have different initial reactions, but do they settle in and are willing to work through it? And if they're not, marriage is going to suck if you're connected to someone like that because um, a good marriage can again can only work if both sides mm-hmm. have a good effort toward it yeah awesome well that's that's all the time that we have um, but at the end uh, I allow time for people to give shout outs if they would like so if you'd like to <laughs> shout out to anyone I don't know if you Shout out to my wife. Shout out to my man. Wow. That's right, there you go. <laughs> and our children. I, they aren't bad either. I think yeah. this is really cool that you're doing this. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on. Everyone have a great day and a great rest of your week. Thank you. Thank you.